We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, March 23rd, 2018. DJ Trainer here, joined by Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. <laughs> this podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues you know that we'd love to have it. You can also listen and download this podcast along with all of our other great Rotowire podcast directly on rotowire.com. Synopsis of the show. Why would we change a good thing? We've done it all season, so let's keep it rolling, guys. We're going to kick it off with some top news led by K-Train. Going to move into our broad topic for today, which will essentially be, in layman's terms, scrubs who will see big minutes rest of season. It's about as simple as that. Then we'll go into Ken's crazy old man rant and finish up with some Friday DraftKings picks. Ken, get it rolling for us. All right, gentlemen. Uh, oh, Memphis, 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 Memphis. The Grizzles lose by 61 to the Dwight Howardless Hornets last night, 140 to 79. Howard was out due to 16 technical fouls, so he was suspended for the game. Kemba goes for 46. Crazy. Tyreek Evans finally played. We'll touch on that later. Um, you know, generally, guys, DFS, we kind of avoid Memphis because they're the one of the top three slowest teams in the NBA. But is now the time to target their opponents? Absolutely. This defense has been horrible. Um, so I, I would recommend that. The, the one issue, though, is you've got blowouts like last night. So I had Tyreek Evans some places. I had Willie Hernan, Hernan Gomez, who started for Dwight Howard. I had Kemba Walker. Willie? 
And, and Kemba Walker still had a big game, but he only played 28 minutes. You know, t- Willie Hernan, pretty efficient. Yeah, R- Hernan Gomez, same thing. Only played 19 minutes. He he still oh, had a double double. So angry. But you, you that, know, that made me so angry that Willie only got 19 minutes after all season just riding pine. Let him play. He's young. Well, Dwight Howard's averaging about a tech once every three or four games right now, so there's a chance Willie will get at least one or two more starts before the end of the season. So let's let's talk about this right now real quick. Um, This could fall into DFS advice, but um, with Memphis, it's weird because you look at the teams going up against them and you say, great matchup, fantastic, I love it. But I don't know if too many players are going to score 40-plus in 28 minutes like Kemba did. So I still think it's kind of a stay away from me because if you tell me any star player is only going to play 28 minutes, I'm probably going to say there's no way he's going to live up to his price tag, Shannon. No, I, I hear you there, and it, it depends on the matchup. I mean, not like the Hornets are world beaters, but but this Grizzlies team's really bad. Now, if the Grizzlies are facing off against the Suns or someone who's equally as bad, um, <laughs> you know, you could have an interesting game where it's like one, 110, 120 apiece, and it's a close matchup, and you have a bunch of uh, so-so players like Josh Jackson scoring you 30, 30 points. So it's it's not not a complete avoid for me. You know, you just have to be careful. Also, the fact that because the Grizzlies are in such a high tank mode, you have you have players like Gasol or Evans, who was a, a late scratch earlier this week or late last week. You know, that happens. You have to watch it closely. And all of those players, all of the regulars, you know, like Evans or Gasol, are so risky because they, there is that threat of a late scratch. I think I narrow the targeting Grizzly opponent's down to three-point shooting guards. They uh, they just don't have the effort or care to guard on the perimeter. Hornets shot 48% from the beyond the arc last night. So I think, uh, in particular, three-point shooters are just going to be on fire against the Grizz. Now, let's let's talk about the Bobcats just a little bit more because they're the Bobcats. two. I'm Hornets. sorry, the Hornets. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, there were two. I Bob mean, two Johnson big- happy somewhere. You know it. There are two big takeaways here for last night's game is, I mean, one, Hernan Gomez played. So we saw him. We saw him. He went out there. He actually got some run. He was the starting center. Two for blocks. Two blocks, 10 and 12 in only 19 minutes. He's a guy who is in, an interesting pickup for me um, in, in not, not shallow leagues, but deeper leagues, just because he's probably – he's probably going to be able to get more run for the last 10 games of the season. Not significantly, not significant run, but enough where he can put up production where he can average like eight, eight in a block per game. What, what are you guys buying it? Would you pick him up? Is it worth the risk? Well, we're about to talk about him and a whole lot of other players just like him in, in the broad topic, and I think it is worth the risk. Um, one of the main things that I, I, I'll tease it, I guess, and then we'll talk about it is who are you dropping? Because you 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 should have a roster full of viable players, you know, at this point in the season. So it really comes down to who are you dropping, and maybe we'll add some advice to how you make that decision. Um, spoiler alert: you know, you're going to have to drop some names that you've held in high regard yeah. um, at some point. So we'll, we'll get to that a little okay. a, li- a little further. Um, but that that's a good 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 appetizer for the main course here. And then we've got to give love to Kemba Walker. He hit ten three pointers last night in only 28 minutes. Over the past 24 games, he's averaging 25, five and a half assists, and 3.8 three pointers per game, shooting an elite 46% from downtown. Kemba's like, 
it, it's unbelievable how good he's become as an overall fantasy player. I mean, last the year the Hornets. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shannon. Finish that thought. Sorry. Last year he hit three three pointers per game, and, and he's he's going to be over that this season. Uh, it, I mean, he's basically. He, he's Clay Thompson for three pointers, but he also gets you more points and assists and steals. I, I, I don't know. I, I earlier this year I said Jamal Murray is going to be a better fantasy player than Kemba Walker next oh, year. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I regretted that five seconds after saying it, but there's just no way it's going to happen. <laughs> we are covering end of season bets next week's pod, where I believe that one might come up. Might come up. I'll ask you this though. Did the Hornets make a big mistake not dealing Kemba and clearing out some contracts? Remember, they were he was on the block allegedly, uh, you know, before the trade window, uh, the trade deadline ended. Didn't deal him. I assume maybe they just didn't get good offers. But uh, feel like the Hornets might be trapped in mediocrity for a long, long time. Well, Kemba is such a polarizing player. Where, where if you remember correctly. Uh, Michael Jordan said, I'm not trading Kemba unless it's for an all-star caliber player. And then it's like, well, I guess what, guys? Kemba Walker's not getting traded then um, because right. I feel like the Hornets organization are really the people that hold him in highest regard because they've got to see him night in and night out. Where the average NBA fan, you know, even the average NBA organization isn't really paying that close attention to what Kemba Walker is doing. I mean, DJ, you're saying the endowment effect sure. is kicking in. Definitely. Yes, Sorry, for Jack, sure. And, and DJ, you and I said this off air. He's basically the East Eastern Conference version of Damian Lillard. Yeah. And I mean, that's he has been that good. The team's not winning, but he has been that good this year. So I, I don't think I think they made the right call keeping him. He's kind of prototypical point guard in today's NBA with the way his three point shot has improved compared to when he came into mm-hmm. the league. I mean, it's just a matter his, his of getting the right shooting pieces. Is terrible, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, next topic. Um, I'll, I'll try to stop interrupting you guys. Uh, injured Warriors facing the Hawks tonight. So Curry's a game-time decision, but Green is out, Clay is out, KD is out. Looks like guys like Nick Young, Kevin Looney, Iguodala, Quinton Cook are going to get big minutes again. Hawks are 12th in possessions per game. Warriors are fourth. This seems like a ripe area for DFS bargains, no? It should be. You think so, but yeah. man, it's just, there's not that one player that really sticks out to me over the other. Is there for you, Shannon? There, there would be if Curry's now probable for tonight. If Curry were out, it would be Cook because Quinn Cook has been on fire the past three or four games. I mean, he's basically an average of about 35 fantasy points the past three games. So if I knew he were, get, he were starting at point guard and playing 35 to 40 minutes, Quinn Cook would be the guy. Without him, I mean, you look at Looney is probably more interesting because you've got Durant and Green out. Uh, Jordan Bell is also interesting with Green out. So those Looney and Green and Bell are probably the two I'm, I'm most comfortable targeting. For me, I think I'm going to lean on... <laughs> traditionally priced players in other games because there's going to be so much exposure to that Hawks Warriors game because it seems like that's the first place you should dive in on and I'm just I'm just not super thrilled about it like I I understand if you're going to go Curry and Schroeder if he plays tonight that makes sense to me but trying to dive in there and and pick which one of those guys is going to have the 30 point DraftKings point night over the other just seems like a frivolous effort to me I hear you. We'll dive into it more because I think there's one 
one megastar that you need to build your DFS lineup around tonight. So we'll we'll dive into that more later. Ooh, okay. Very good. I'm I'm giddy with anticipation. All right, in Milwaukee. Giannis, Auntie DeCampo, doubtful tonight at Chicago with a right ankle sprain. Guys, there's really no reason for the Bucks to play Giannis tonight, right? Absolutely not. I, I mean, they're basically locked in to a playoff spot. You've got the only the only challengers, the Pistons, and that's not going to happen. I mean, you need the Pistons to win, you know, go nine and two, and the Bucks to go like two and nine for it to even be realistic. So, they're, just rest them. You're playing Chicago; they're going to be resting half of their half of their regulars, anyways. So, <laughs> you know, just let Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe carry the load tonight. Agreed. Agreed completely. I, I don't know why they would play on us. Agreed. Technically, Bucks are up five and a half games on Detroit. Seems crazy. Um, all right, then finally, gentlemen, in Portland, the Bosnian beast, Yusuf Nurkic, is questionable with back soreness. Will Ed Davis shine tonight for the Trailblazers? He's only 4,400 on DraftKings. Ed Davis has been pretty solid over the course of uh, the last few weeks. I was hoping maybe, um, you know, guys like Maurice, Har- Maurice Harkless and Ed Davis have kind of taken minutes away from each other traditionally over the last couple years in Portland. Yusuf Nurkic has been one of the most disappointing players this fantasy season. And in fact, one of our staff writers, Alex Barutha, wrote a nice column for CBS a couple weeks ago, and and he was the headlining character um, on that one. So, you know, if he doesn't play, I certainly like Ed Davis as a DFS option, Ken, since you phrased uh, the topic like that. Um, but if, if we want to talk about Yusuf Nurkic, I'm a little bit interested to uh, kind of look into what his fantasy value would be heading into next season, Shannon, as somebody who caught on late last year with Portland was on fire. He Not only was he a double-double guy, but he was dishing out four or five assists, grabbing a steal, grabbing a block, and we thought, wow, he pairs perfectly with the backcourt of McCollum and Lillard coming to this season, and he has not met the expectations that he set for last year. What are your expectations for him heading into next year? Somewhere in the middle or more of the same from this 2017-18 season? I, it'll be interesting to see where he lands. I mean, Portland has the right to, to match. He's a restricted free agent after this year. So, But if, the, if he gets a big enough offer, I don't think Portland's going to match. And I don't know who is going to want to sign a player of his ilk. I like the guy. I like watching him play. Um, 23. But 23 still. He, he is young. But I, wow. And I'm not uh, – this is not me exaggerating. I am fat and broken and old, and I have more of a vertical – the Nurkic, <laughs> the guy cannot jump. He, he honestly, he can't jump at all. Yeah, he can't. Um, I mean, he's got a big body. Greg he's Monroe, strong. Greg Monroe, or Nurkic in a vertical leap contest. Who wins? I'll give it to Age. So Nurkic, I guess. I, I think I think I got to go Nurkic. After watching Nurkic in person last weekend, I don't. Oh, that's I don't, right. And I saw plenty of Greg Monroe in person during his prime. And yes, yeah. I, and I've seen him miss dunks. I've seen him do layups numerous times next to the rim because he can't dunk. And I still don't know if I would pick Nurkic over Monroe. So I have a, I have a wow. theory here about this, all right, uh, with seven-foot guys that can jump. First part of the theory, they've never had to jump. There's been no need for them to jump growing up and playing basketball. They literally just stand there, put their arms up again to rebound. So they never trained themselves to jump because they never had to. And two, I don't want a seven-footer jumping. I don't want all that weight coming down on those those joints that can't handle that yes. frame. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm not discouraged by the fact that he we've never really seen him get off the floor before. 
I'm trying. Let me to say f- this about Nurkic though: if the, if the Blazers finish third in the West, which they're on pace to do, right? Isn't that kind of a? I mean, maybe it all depends on what happens in the playoffs, but I feel like a third place finish out West That's a good is point. well worth sort of patting yourself on the back and thinking this is a squad with upside. Am I wrong there? No, no you're not, not wrong at all. I mean, look at how well they've played the last couple months. I. Right, so why upset the boat and let it, you know, and not match? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, you're right. If he gets an insane offer, but why upset the boat and just match his contract? Because they when does um oh when do those terrible contracts come off the books for them? Uh, the former Celtic they have that's terrible. Evan Turner. Uh, when does Turner come off the books? I wonder. I, I bet that probably overlaps and is still causing problems. That was a terrible deal yeah that's one thing that makes me wonder ken you're right i mean if they can get third place in the west in today's west that's quite an accomplishment and and you would certainly be saying well the clippers held it together for so long why wouldn't these portland guys keep it together but the fact that they've made some questionable you know money decisions in the past i wonder if they've mapped things out and i don't know if they were ever planning on nurkic being a part of that plan because they kind of just brought him in as, as something of a flyer last year um, in that Mason Plumley for Nurkic deal. All right, I, I found some some details on their vertical leaps. Greg Monroe and, oh my and Nurkic. Ooh. The dark internet Ooh. for that. that yeah, I, you know, we, <laughs> take this with a grain of salt. I don't know how reliable these numbers are, but you know, you do some searches, and I see twenty three inches listed in some places for Nurkic and thirty one inches for Monroe. Oh, now granted that that was you know that was eight nine years ago for Monroe. And four or five for Nurkic, but but still, those, Monroe, those had Monroe had the edge. Monroe had the edge coming into the league. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. All right, you I'm guys, having... you guys stew on that while I I talk to our fine listeners here. Welcome to the next generation of fantasy football, the fan controlled football league. If you love. Oh. Dra- yeah, whoa, indeed. If you love drafting your fantasy team, imagine drafting a real professional team. The FCFL is bringing fantasy sports and Madden franchise mode to, real, to a real football field. Fans scout players, draft rosters, hire coaches, and even call plays in real time. Get this. And they even pick their team's name and help design its logo. Yes, these are real teams with real athletes. The FCFL will feature eight professional teams playing a full season of fast pace indoor football in a high-tech production facility built for a digital audience. Learn more about the fan-controlled football league at www.fcfl.io. You make the decisions by fan vote. Your voting power comes in the form of fan tokens, and you earn fan tokens each time you vote and engage with your team. The more tokens you acquire, the more power you have. To learn more about Fan Tokens, visit fantoken.network today. Guys, let's kick it into our broad topic. Quite simply, it's Scrubs, who will see big minutes rest of season. No need for a fancy title. That's all we have here. So we teased it in the first section of the podcast. The The setting of the table I'd like to do before we get into specific names is, uh, Shannon, we'll kick this off with you, is, yeah, it sounds great to pick up somebody like Willie Hernan Gomez, but it's not a given that they will be seeing extended playing time, especially not right now until play, teams have been 
mathematically eliminated from the playoff race. So who do you drop? Because theoretically, every team that's been paying attention has a pretty solid roster of legit NBA talent. So, you know, how are you deciding to acquire somebody like Willie Hernan Gomez? Willie Hernan Gomez is a little bit different because I think you're going to be in a league that's deep enough where you have some you have someone who's a fringe player you know you you own Zach Randolph or someone like that who's only going to play half the games moving forward and, and you could drop that that kind of player in shallower leagues that's where it gets interesting because and and you you wouldn't even necessarily target Hernan Gomez in shallower leagues but you might drop guys who are elite fantasy options or have been for most of the season because of the point of the year we're at now so a guy like Marcus Gasol who is someone who's probably going to sit every third game. You know, he'll sit three or four games down the stretch for the Grizzlies. Is he more valuable for those six, seven games that he's going to play, or do you want to gra- grab a guy who's averaging thirteen and nine with a block for for eleven games? I I think it's probably mm. the latter. So you could consider dropping Mark Marcus All, uh, Tyreek Evans, Devin Booker. Even I'm not I'm not saying drop Devin Booker. But if you're in a shallow league where there's there's guys who are the scoring week, only weekly, not yeah, daily transactions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The weekly transactions. It it's something you should consider. You can't, you know, Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder's another one. You know, he was a healthy scratch last night. No one saw it coming. I think like thirty five percent of uh, DFS lineups got burned because of mm-hmm. it. So there's there's all those guys on the on the main three, four, five tanking teams, even the star players, you have to consider dropping them if you're in shallow leagues. So how about here's another free agent name. Would you drop Montrezl Harrell for Willie Hernan Gomez? I I think so. Well, she says yes. Well, okay. If you need boards, Harrell doesn't rebound like he should. Great well, score. Well, Harrell, I, I take it back. Actually, Harrell is in the category of guys maybe you should target because what incentive do the Clippers have to play DeAndre Jordan down the stretch if, if they're eliminated from the playoffs? I mean, not not much. Spite. Just spite. Spite, sure. No, Harrell is not the type of guy I would drop because he's actually been giving you steady value, and I'm not sure why. That, that's a tough one. I I, uh, I don't know, Ken. That, that That's a case-by-case basis. I would, I would not drop Harrell because if they're two and a half games out right now, if they drop another game or two, like eventually they're going to be pulling the plug with five or six games. You know, most likely they'll pull the plug with five or six games left. Yeah. And Harrell could see 30, 35 minutes yes. a game at that point. And if he does, I mean, as we've seen in the 15 to 20 minutes oh, per game, score. he's getting, yeah, he's going to score and he'll get more rebounds. Uh, he'll get some blocks. So I, I, I would not drop him for, for Hernan Gomez. So names that I've dropped um, that have been tough to part with, but I did it anyway. Zach Levine. Um, you just don't know if he's going to play. Somebody, I, I just can't quite do it yet, um, Nick Batum. He's missed the last three games, and it's been a mm. kind of questionable here, questionable there with an Achilles injury, which amplifies me wanting to drop him more. Before those a very three, thick injury folder, a very thick injury folder too, though, yeah, right? Yep. Like why risk? Yep, a very, very thick injury folder here uh, for Nick Batum. Uh, on top of that, though, before those games, he was a legitimate top 25 fantasy guy for about a month there. Um, yeah. So it's 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 a little tougher for me to drop him than to drop uh, Zach Levine. 
I mean, any of those guys who are, you know, top 50 or not, not top 50 players, but 50 to 100 um, guys like Batum, uh, you know, any of the Bulls guys, Chris Dunn, uh, Zach Levine. It sounds like Markinen might come, might come back tonight. But those, those guys on tanking teams who are dealing with injuries, it really sounds, you know, to me, in shallow leagues, you're safe to drop them because you probably have good options available on the waiver wire. In, sh- in deeper formats, you know, not necessarily. You keep them on your bench and you hope you can get a nice stretch from them before the end of the season. All right, guys, what about all those reserves on the Golden State Warriors? If you had to take one, who do you take? I guess it's the guy that you mentioned because, I, you know, Curry might play tonight, Shannon. And so we need to look beyond just tonight. Um, but I, I, I'm, I don't have faith in Looney. Uh, I, I don't dare say Nick Young, but I don't have faith in Nick Young for the rest of the season. Uh, I'll say it, even though we've debated about it on and on. Uh, I think it's your, your backup point guard there. I, no, it's G-League All-Star. It's not. Yeah. See, to me, it's not Cook just because the fact that Curry is coming back. So I'm going, I'm going Looney or Bell. Um, the reason why I like Bell, and I know we've talked about Bell a lot, but he has some crazy upside. He, ha- he hasn't always fulfilled it on a game-by-game basis, but especially on the defensive end, he's the type of player who, once the Warriors are officially locked into the two-seed, he's the type of player who get extra run, and if he's playing 25 minutes, you know he'll have some disappointing lines scoring and rebounding, but if he's getting you three combined blocks and steals in that game, you know that can hold value if that's the category you're chasing. Somebody else we can look at, Isaiah Ta- Taylor out in Atlanta. Uh, Shannon mentioned uh, Schroeder just randomly decided not to play. Of course, that was a decision made by him and, and the organization. He stepped in, Taylor, that is, 18 points, a three-pointer, three rebounds, three assists, two steals um, for a team that's really devoid of talent. Might as well give it to somebody like Taylor, who we've seen him step up and, and, and get some production, so so why not? But that's I'm not dropping Nick Batum for Isaiah Taylor. No, and that Let makes sense. Let me be clear. Yeah. That makes sense. One other guy for Atlanta is Damian Lee, who actually was just... Oops. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Damian Lee has been, he's been quality. He, you know, he got, he got uh, signed by Atlanta about a week or two ago and and he's getting some run. He's averaging over 24 minutes per game over the past four. Uh, He could score a little bit, get you some steals, maybe hit a three pointer. He's not a horrible option in deeper leagues. Gents, I'm going to repeat a name and I want your feedback. Repeat a name from last week. I still think Fred Van Vliet. 2.4 2.43s over his last five games. 2.43s per game, I should say, over his last five games. Absolutely, because the the Raptors not only do they already use a deep bench and and, and guys like Van Fleet get a lot of minutes, uh, but they're about to lock in the number, secure the number mm-hmm. one seed, and once they clinch, you know that that bench unit in Toronto is going to get even more runs. So he's a guy who I like. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Ken, you've got Cristiano Felicio here out of Chicago. Well, you know, this is this is the, oh gosh, he's got a huge contract that I'm sure Chicago regrets. They've got to give him minutes, though, just to see what they have. He did does have, uh, over the last couple of games, 14-plus points and seven rebounds, shooting 73% from the field, but almost no steals or blocks. He's just a crazy flyer. If you got some bench space, he's a crazy flyer because who knows what the Bulls are doing for the rest of the season, and he's sitting on a crazy fat contract. Yeah, in deeper leagues, he's certainly worth the flyer. One worry I have about him 
keeping up his his decent production from the past few games is the fact that Markinen is probably going to return, um, if not tonight, for the next Bulls game after that. Um, but but he is a guy who's who's worth a look. My other concern is he's terrible. He is terrible. That is true. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's like Ian Desmond for the Colorado Rockies. That contract's too big to have him sit. Word. There you up. go. MLB comp. I like it. We're going to take a quick break and get Ken's connection back because we need him for his crazy old man rant. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ken, the floor is yours. Johnny Manziel works out in front of 13 NFL teams. I do not care. He's a wildly irresponsible media whore who should be ignored. I will not say his name again. I am also doing everything I can to not mention a certain family whose oldest son plays point guard for the Lakers. Unless these people are the POTUS, media whores must be completely ignored. In my day, you didn't learn about sports until the newspaper arrived at your door. In between absurd media stunts and paper publishing, wise sports editors would weed out the mindless attention seekers and focus on real news. But in today's world of shameless clickbait, headline porn, and 24-hour-a-day sports networks, I'm forced to hear over and over moronic analysis about inconsequential actions and absurd statements. Screw it! I may now restrict myself to box scores, rotowire, and the occasional Zach Lowe column. In other angry topics, damn you, Memphis, for sitting Tyreek Evans on Monday after 7 p.m., after Yahoo's weekly lineup blocks. Damn you straight to hell. Late scratches, Memphis. Do not hide your tanking and make us angry. Finally, I am boycotting the NCAA tournament because the $1 billion a year industry, yes, they make $1 billion a year now, the, uh, of the NCAA is evil. But please, Kentucky, you evil weasels, how can you possibly justify not shaking hands with Kansas State after Kansas State beat you last night? Every NCAA bracket should publish both seating and actual graduation rates to show what absurd scam the NCAA is. And I'm talking actual not graduation rates, not the BS success rate the NCAA invented to make itself look good. Also, John Calipari is the devil. A lot to chew on there, Ken. I like it. I like it. 
We have a special offer for RotoWire podcast listeners, courtesy of DraftKings. We're offering a free six-month RotoWire subscription to new DraftKings users. Here's how to take advantage of the offer. First, you create a DraftKings account and make your first deposit of at least $10. Then you get a six-month RotoWire subscription for free. You also receive a $3 ticket for a one-day fantasy sports contest deposited into your accounts. And then, of course, you play for a shot at winning big cash prizes. Visit DraftKings.com forward slash RotoWire 2018 to sign up and claim your free subscription today. Gentlemen, let's get into our Friday DraftKings picks, of course. Now that we teased it, um, let's kick things off with the Cavaliers, if you don't mind. They're absolutely decimated with injuries. And also, uh, we have Ty Lue, who's who's also gone. So let's kick it off broadly. Shannon, I'll let you start here. Ty Lue is gone um, because of you know health reasons. We're not going to comment on that too far at all. Um, but when the leader of a team is gone for extended stints, do you personally change your DFS mindset for that particular team in any way whatsoever? No, not necessarily. And and with the, I mean, with the Cavs in particular, it's just it, to me, it seems like still the same head coach, it, still the same head yeah, coach, still clearly. LeBron James. Team. <laughs> I think this is the rare. Yeah, this is a really rough example to use, but in theory. I, I mean, I I will say with the Cavs, I was surprised at how quickly um, Kevin Love returned earlier this week. He immediately got about twenty eight minutes. I think twenty eight minutes his first game, and even more run in the second game. Um, you know, I know it was a hand injury. He was probably able to stay in pretty good shape while he was on the shelf. But it still surprised me that he immediately started and, and got some got significant run. Um, you know, he was a he was a minimum price player on, on some sites for that first game back. Uh, you know, with with uh, so with that, you know, maybe Ty Lue would have brought him along a little more slowly. Uh, but this just means the Cavs are going to ride their horses more. I mean, we've seen it with LeBron James. He's he's playing almost forty minutes per game. Actually, over forty minutes per game over the past four. That's probably going to continue. Uh, one other note: since we're talking about the Cavs, LeBron James has been Ugh. insane. Absolutely Career year. Insane. Over the past 19 games, he's averaging over 30 points and a triple-double, and no one's even talking about it. I mean, he, he's, he's making a strong push to be back into the MVP conversation here. Mm-hmm. I think you've got guys like Harden's obviously you know, in the lead, and Anthony Davis has been bonkers for a while since Cousins went out. So, I mean, LeBron's playing catch-up, but it's just insane how well he's been playing. Um, over the past 19 games, it's been even better. Uh, over the past 10. So just that's the guy I hinted, I teased it earlier. LeBron James is the person you want to build your fantasy lineup around tonight. He's the most expensive player on DraftKings, but I don't care because he's got four straight games of 70 points. And as long as the game isn't a 50-point blowout, he's going to have another 60, 70 points tonight against the Suns. That's exactly what I was going to ask you, though. I This morning's trying to set up the early lineup I was all over James, and then I was like, "Oh, but they could—they could blow out Phoenix they by actually, halftime. They absolutely yeah. could." But, but Cleveland's defense is so bad that it gives <laughs> me a little more faith that Phoenix will make it at least somewhat competitive. I really don't know if they're going to blow them out. I mean, they are kind of hitting their stride right now, as LeBron James' box scores are denoting. But I just what a, NBA but teams in though, the regular Phoenix, season. 
Phoenix probably not playing Booker, probably not playing T.J. Warren tonight. So that, to me, leans to blowout. The, I like Josh Jackson getting a lot of minutes. So, but go, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. Uh, the the NBA the NBA lines for it it's it's a plus or a plus minus of two twenty nine which is by far the highest on the board it's mm-hmm. seven points higher than the next game but it's also the most lopsided line uh, <laughs> thirteen and a half for <laughs> Cleveland yeah that's that that I mean that tends to lead when you have lines like that it means it's going to be a blowout it, it's just a matter of can the Suns which I think Cleveland's defense is bad enough can the can the Suns keep it in that 15 to 20 point range for most of the game? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's just funny to talk Tyson about it. Chandler like also out. Yep, exactly. Ken, who, who who are you looking at tonight? Well, I don't have the guts to spend 12,000 plus on LeBron as much as I'd love to and actually tried to early this morning. So I'm going with a bunch of second tier guys. Uh, Chris Middleton, not cheap, but not super expensive either. 8,300, no Giannis. Uh, of course, check lineups before tip-off, but looks like probably no Giannis. He had four, uh, Middleton had 45 fantasy points Wednesday when Giannis left at halftime because of that ankle issue. So uh, that's my first name. I'm going to throw out Middleton. I like it. With, with Giannis out, Middleton always steps up. Wilson yes, Chandler, yeah. Ken, is somebody that you have listed here. If you don't mind, I'm just going to kind of piggyback. He's he's $5,800. He fell into the category of most disappointing players so far this season. Up until the last month or so, uh, he's really redeemed a lot of his fantasy value. And assuming he keeps pace uh, heading forward, you know, he might actually end up total season averages where, where we kind of hoped he would at the beginning at least for those of us nabbing him at the very end of drafts. Um, why do you particularly like him tonight, Ken? Well, you're right. His season's been abysmal, but he's finally playing where he's supposed to be the last five games. He's had all, all, 33 fantasy points over his last five games. Um, so more, I'm just kind of bargain bin hunting at 5,800. Sure. Uh, I think I like, uh, you, you know, so he's just kind of a bargain fill-in. So one, one one guy I like is D'Angelo Russell. He's he's discounted at sixty four hundred dollars tonight, um, and the reason why is because the matchup. They're Brooklyn's playing against Toronto. It's at Toronto. DraftKings more than other sites will discount players when they have tough matchups, and and on paper this is a tough one. But at the same time, in the one game that Russell's played against the Raptors earlier this year, he had forty eight fantasy points. I will gladly take the eight hundred to one thousand dollar discount and plug in D'Angelo and, and hope for another 40-point game. All right. I like it. Guys, I think that's going to do it. We were casually talking about DFS through the whole pod, so um, not only did we just give some good info here in the last five minutes, but sprinkled throughout the podcast there's a lot of good DFS picks for this Friday. Moving on to Ken's mispronounced names. Only one, but it was a pretty glaring one. Kudos to him for trying. Um, but on an nas- international stage like this, you know, it took a lot of cojones, did not come through with Antetokounmpo like he wanted to. Ken, I'm going to give you a tip here. Uh, so we have um, a, a nice fellow on staff here, Peter Tongas, who is from Greece. He's actually from Greece. And he was telling me the other day that where the region in Greece where Giannis is from, they actually drop the S and don't say the S. Ooh. And it's actually pronounced Yanni. 
back home in really? Greece in the particular region where Giannis is from. But of course, when international players come to America, they just kind of roll with, with whatever. Formal. Yeah, like, you know, Kenneth like, or Kenny. Yeah, maybe, so you know? Thon Maker is another good example. Americanized Maker sounds amazing, but actually it's McCurr. That's And I got looked at sideways for calling him that to some Bucks fans earlier this it's, year. Yeah, so um, just stick with Yanni. Yanni. Don't, e- don't even go for the A I'm word. I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yanni is... Um, Perfectly correct. Don't even, I thought I nailed it. No, you didn't. You didn't. Oh, it was pretty rough. There's uh, a reason why he has like six nicknames. Yes. There's, you never, <laughs> ever have to drop his full name. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by DraftKings. Ken, get us out of here. We're going to go back to those injured Golden State Warriors. Uh, quote a few years ago from Draymond Green who said, quote, Al Gore won the popular vote and didn't get elected president, so I'm not going to sit here and kill myself over not winning Defensive Player of the Year. (laughs) Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.